Alright, so the past couple of weeks we've been looking at Kaddish, the various parts of Kaddish. We introduced Kaddish. Um, the part of the Sidur that we're holding by is right after Bishmal Omer. And that's when we started speaking about Kaddish. And the Kaddish after Bishmal Omer is called Kaddish Dirabanan. The Kaddish of the scholars, of the rabbis, those who learn. Alright, so what is the source for saying um, Kaddish after one learns? Right, so we, we started the um, the tefillah with the whole section of the, the ketoret, and the um, because we did all this learning, the tamid and uh, and all the, the relevant parts, we have this section after the chazi kaddish, which says al Yisrael v'arabanan v'altamidehon v'alkol tamidei tamidehon. Yeah, that part, and that section is basically uh, a special kaddish appendix, if you will, to um, to discuss or to uh, extol the virtues of those who learn Torah. So now, where does this come from? Why do we say it? Why is it that every time we learn, whether it's in davening, whether it's separately, if you notice when we're done the, the class here tonight, sometimes they say, and they say Kaddish. Where does this come from? So the first Mekar we've actually seen together before, it's the Gemaran Sota. I reprinted it here on the, on the source sheet. It's the Gemaran Sota, Daf Memtet Amud Aleph. Um, and this is the first source for why and where we say Kaddish uh, Drabanan. Um, so the Gemara says, Every day, um, uh, every ongoing day in history gets worse. The curses of it are worse from its from its previous day. So basically, what it just said is. Every day succeedingly gets worse. It learns it out from a pasuk, and it says, "Wait a second! If every day is getting worse and worse, then how is the world's world still? Uh, how does the world still exist?" So it answers, "What does the world stand on?" Alma So the Gemara answers, "Akedusha de Sidra from from the Ubalatzion, and from the Yeheshmerabah, which we say after learning Agadeta. Agadeta is generally the term used to describe um, any form of." Limut Torah, which is not halachic, like if you're learning, uh, you know, midrashim and and being doresh psukim for agada purposes, um, homiletical uh, interpretations, etc. That's called agadita. So Rashi over there says, "Makdusha um, desitra." Say their kedusha. So the ubalitzion part, which has psukim and, and Aramaic, shalotik nu alashi who call Yisrael oskim b'torah b'kol yom davar muat. It was instituted in order so that uh, people should learn every day a little bit. Because they say the, the words and they say the Kedusha part and they say the, the translation. So it says if they're learning a little bit. So that's why it was instituted so that people should learn even a, at least a tiny bit a day. Because everybody, whether they're scholars or laymen, all say it. Because this prayer has both uh, the prayer of Balatzion has Kiddushim uh, Shemayim and it has Tamu Torah. It's very uh, endeared to heaven and therefore keeps the world standing. That's so much for Balatzion. Now says Rashi, what about Yehishmei Rabbah? V'kein Yehishmei Rabbah mivarach shonin achar ha'gada shehadarshan doresh barabim b'kol Shabbat hayu nohagin kach. Basically, every Shabbat people would get together to hear a shiur and after that, after that uh, shiur that they would give, they would they would um, say they would say uh, this Kaddish. Because it was not Shabbat, and it was uh, because it was not Shabbat, 
It was not week. It was not during the week, and it was uh, um, Shabbat, and everyone came to learn, and it was a big kiddush Hashem that everyone's coming to learn. Therefore, they said a kaddish, and they said, uh, and that was an extra kiddush Hashem. So this kaddish was designed for that. Now the Tosafot we saw in Brachot on Dafchaf Aleph Amud Aleph a few weeks ago also says that he believes that this is the source of Kaddish, meaning the origin of Kaddish, the first Kaddish to ever be written, was written in this scenario, because they wanted to say a prayer to like uh, to basic to um, demonstrate the Kiddush Hashem that was happening. So they wrote this tefillah for these meetings. That's a Tosafot speculation that Kaddish's origin is from uh, Kaddish Da'agadita. Many researchers also believe that that's true. Um, I don't know if that's as relevant, but that's, that's the truth. Um, the next um, Mekar in Chazal for Kaddish Drabanan is in, a, is in a Midrash in Mishlei. So the Pasuk in Mishlei says, Berav am hadrat melechu be'efes lo'omit chitat razon that in the, with throngs of people is the glory of a king, and without a nation, a king is nothing. Basically, the Pasuk in, in Mishlei is saying that it's only with a nation that a king has splendor. Okay, so this explains the Midrash. This is obviously talking about Hashem. This is to, to, um, to, uh, express the the uh, praises of Hashem. Even though Hashem has thousands and tens of thousands of malachim that could praise Him and 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 sing for Him all day, that even though Hashem could could always uh, create millions of angels to praise Him all day, He only desires in the praises of Bnei Israel, as it says, "Berav Am Hadrat Melach Vein Am Eli Israel Shneemar Am Zuyatzarti." In other words, it brings from a pasuk that the word Am means Bnei Israel, and so the pasuk is a is a is a praise that Hashem is basically a, the the pasuk is a way of expressing that Hashem loves Klai Israel so much that He only wants their praises. That only Berav Am Hadrat Melach. Now the the midrash continues. I'm just going to skip two lines. Amar of Simon. When is Hashem's name elevated in our world? When B'nai Israel gather to the synagogues and to the study houses and they give Shvach and Gedula to Hashem. At that time, when they hear uh, Haggadah, meaning, you know, Limut uh, Torah, which is uh, for Agadic purposes. When, and they, they answer to the Kaddish. At that time, Hashem becomes uh, joyful, so to speak. He tells the angels, see this nation, how they, how they praise me. The angels come in Malbishim Hod Bahadar, they so to speak, uh, dress God in, in splendor and glory. And that's why it says, with the multitudes of the people, meaning when B'nai Israel get together to say Kaddish, Yamein Hishmir Hadrat Melech Hashem is dressed with splendor and glory, so to speak. Hadar is any chitzoniut, any external uh, 
Hod is an internal glory, and uh, Hadar is external manifestation. So whenever we talk about Hadrat, it's, it's Levushim, like to dress, uh, because ha- Hadrat is always something external. Okay, so that's the second Mamar Chazal. Yeah, go ahead. So you said here, Hashem tells the angel how the Vnezcha, the... Kama hei Meshav Chimoti, right. Right. So, but I, I thought we said that the angel don't understand the Kajis. So how could they understand? Perhaps they don't understand what's going on, but Hashem tells them, Hashem tells them, look, this nation that I created is praising me, and therefore they dress him. Again, I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on upstairs. <laughs> um, perhaps they don't know what's going on, perhaps they do. Maybe Hashem is notifying them. But uh, that's the Midrash. And this is the, one, the second Makar that Kaddish Rabbanan is very valuable. Now the Nusach, well, what is, it is that we say for Kaddish Rabbanan is uh, up for debate. So our Minhag and our Misora is the Kaddish Rabbanan, which we all know of, Ali Rabbanan. I believe this goes back you know, to most of the early Sidurim. Um, we'll have a version of this, some, some form of a version of this goes all the way back. However, the Rambam in his Seder HaTefillah, he writes that when you're done learning, um, you should say the Kaddish Rabbanan, and this is the Kaddish Rabbanan, he writes out the Kaddish Rabbanan, and it's the Kaddish that we all say at the end of the Masech, uh, Siyum HaMasechet, um, if you remind me, Be'alma Diati Dechadita, or the, the, it's the same Kaddish that we say when we bury somebody, we say it in Morocco and say it on Tisha B'Av, and we say it in Siyum HaMasechet, that Kaddish is the Kaddish that the Rambam says is Kaddish Rabbanan, and the Temanim, till today, that's what they say for Kaddish Rabbanan. So if they're finished learning, they say that because they hold like the Rambam. And at the end of uh, the Ketorah, at the end of Davening, they also say it. So they, Temanim say that Kaddish every single day. Um, now the Rambam over there says, um, in, uh, in the Seder Tefillah, he says you should only say it after Torah Shabal Peh. We only say Kaddish Rabbanan if when we're finished learning Torah Shabal Peh, but not Torah Shabichtav, not Tanakh. And he says you could even say it if you're learning just Midrashim, but not Pesukim alone. Um, now, I just have to find, I forgot to take out this Gemara. Give me a second. Okay, in the back here of Pirkei Avot, the last Mishnah in Perak Shishi, um, the Poskim bring this B'Shem the Rambam. Now, the actual uh, compilers of the text here believe that it was not the Rambam, it's actually Rashi. But the Poskim bring up a shame the Rambam and they ask a stira, because the Rambam here apparently says that in the last Mishnah in the sixth parak of, of Avot, we all know the sixth parak of, 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 of Avot is not actually a Mishnah, it's really a Braita, which was added on. So the last Mishnah here is, Amar b'chanani b'nekashi ratzo makom l'zakot et Yisrael, l'fichach hirbalaim torah mesot, shenem ha'ashem chafes matzko yagdil torah v'yadir. So this pirush on the side says that this is really not the last Mishnah of Pirkei Avot. It was always added because when people were done saying Pirkei Avot, they would say this Mishnah because they were about to say Kaddish, and therefore it's how it ended up at the end, but this is not really the last Mishnah of Pirkei Avot. That's what this pirush on the side says. So let me just read it for you really quickly. It says, um, this is really a Mishnah in Makot. Because it's a nice way to end. They had a Minhag to say this at the end of every parak that they were learning. Because we don't say um, Kaddish on a Mishnah, we only say Kaddish on a Haggadah. So this Pirush on the side of Masechet Avot is saying that we don't say 
Kaddish uh, Rabbanan if you're learning Mishnayot or Gemara. You only say Kaddish Rabbanan if you're saying Agadita. So this last Mishnah here, Amr B'chanan Melkash is Agadita because it's saying, how do we know that Hashem wants to merit B'nai Yisrael and Mitzvot uh, as it says in this Pasuk? It's a, it's a, it's a Mishnah of Agadita. Just like the, the Gemara says, uh, Alma... So too, the only time we can say Kaddish Darbanan is on Agadita Gemara. So this, the poskim say, wait, 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 if, the Rambam, if this is the Rambam, then it's a stirat to where, what he said in Seyedar Tefillah, which says you could do it for any Torah Shabal Peh. So the Pashut answer is that this is not the Rambam, it's really Rashi, and therefore... Um, this is why we have the minhag that every time we're done learning, everybody says, It all comes from this Rashi in the last parak of Pirkei Avot, which is fascinating because if you think about from a halachic perspective, there's very few things which are as spread out as tefillah. So like this obscure Rashi at the end of Pirkei Avot is the source for why everybody says, and they, and they have this minhag. Um, however, the chida in Birkei Yosef, uh, also Nunhei, he answers that perhaps, this, this, maybe it is both the Rambam, but the Rambam holds that it's a hidur to say it for Agadita, because since Agadita Gemaras and Agadita learning is the type of learning which gladdens people's heart, and it's an extra mitzvah to, to, you know, to say to, to say a tefillah, or to learn Torah b'simcha, therefore, um, that kind of Yehesh Merabah, after you learn Agadita, is more powerful and that sustains the world and maybe that's why the Ramam holds that it's a hider to say it especially in Agadita so we end off all Torah Shabal Peh with Rabbi Hanani ben Akash Yomer and that's why we say that before we say Kaddish that's so much for that discussion now it's a little bit odd that we should need okay so this let, let's 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 take a break there so this is the just to summarize we have uh, two primary sources the Gemara and Midrash for why we, where, wh- how we know that we say Kaddish Rabbanan, we have the Rambam who paskins, you say it after any Torah Shabal Peh. We saw that it might be a Hidur to say it um, only if it's a Gadita, so which is why when we, when we want to say the Kaddish Rabbanan when we're done learning, we say Rebchanan Ben Akashia first. Now, it's, the reason it's a little odd is because in the early Rishonim, this is in the Paradise, we have this in, uh, you'll see it in the Shibole Haleket, in uh, Shlomo Megameza, all the early sources of Kaddish, they, they talk about a th- uh, an idea that Kaddish by design always followed Pesukim. So we would never say Kaddish, they, they say, the Rishonim say, we never say Kaddish unless it's preceded by Pesukim. It has to come off of something which has some sort of Pesukim. The reason for this, we'll get to it in a second, but for example, uh, by Arvit. We don't just start Kaddish. We say, Hashem anu Yaakov sel. Right? The Syrians do that. Ashkenazim go shir amalois. You know, everybody has their own pesukim that they say, and then they say Kaddish. Um, the Shibole Haleket says, what's the reason for this? He says, the Geonim explained, we don't have this in the, but this is his, his, his Misoraz, that the Geonim explained that because all of Torah, the Zohar says this, all of the Torah is really Shemot to Hashem, Every, you know, all the Pesukim in the Torah have some sort of configurations of the names of Hashem in them. Therefore, every time we say Pesukim, we're somehow saying the name of Hashem, even if we don't know how we're doing that. And therefore, Kaddish follows that because it's being Mikadesh the shame. It's doing a Kiddush Hashem. That's what he says, B'Shem the Geonim. Um, also, the Baal, he brings the Bala Eshkol, which says another reason that... Um, 
any time, let's, how do I explain this? Any time a group of Jews get together to do a mitzvah, especially tefillah or Torah, when it's ten people, it becomes a davar shebekedusha. And we saw the Gemara previously that says, in davar shebekedusha, pachot me'asara, basically you can't have something holy, the Shekhinah doesn't come down unless there's ten men. And because we all say these ten psukim together, it beca- this, these psukim become a davar shebekedusha, this mitzvah we do, let's say we go to say berkat ha'ilanot together with ten people, that mitzvah becomes more than just a regular mitzvah. It becomes a davar shebekedusha because the Shekhinah comes with us. Once the Shekhinah comes down, then we have to say uh, Kaddish. So that's the reason why... Um, uh, Kaddish is dependent on 10, and therefore why we say Psukim first, because we have 10 people coming and saying Psukim together, uh, learning together, and that makes it uh, an, elevated, an elevated experience, to, so to speak. Um, okay. So that's so much for the introduction. Now, I wanted to... Before, maybe should we do this before or after? I think it makes sense to do it after. Okay, so let's first look at the text. We'll just go through it quickly. Um, the the actual text of Ayesov Arbanan, just to... to um, I have the Moroccan one in front of me. You guys have the regular Sfaradi. Just to, to be, make a siyum on Kaddish, so to speak. So it begins like this. Al Yisrael ve'al Rabbanan ve'al Tamidehon um, For the sake... Al Yisrael doesn't mean on them. It means for the sake of Yisrael. Now, why, usually we say, uh, like when we, say, we, when we mention Yisrael, we say Kol Yisrael. But here we don't add kol because we're about to make uh, klal veprat. We're about to specify what part of klal Yisrael, the people who are learning. So we say al Yisrael, for the sake of Yisrael, v'al Rabbanan, and for the sake of the scholars, the rabbis, v'al tamidehon, and for their students, v'al kol tamidei tamidehon, and for all the students of their students, meaning for all posterity, the yatvin v'askin boreta kedishta, who sit and study your holy, your holy Torah, the ibe uh, sorry, you'll tell me if you have a different nusach in front of you, whether in this place, whether they are in our place, whether they are in any place, should be for us and for them, and for you, peace, which is grace, which is chesed, yeah, and long life, the Moroccan one is a little more verbose. And uh, plenty of, of, uh, of um, parnasa, virachame, and, um, and mercy. Min kadam elaka, before Hashem. Do you have min kadam elaka? No? Min kadam elaka, mare shimaya ve'ara, master of the heaven and earth, vimru amen, we should say amen. So, mare shimaya is the more popular nusach. The Saradim and many Sudrim have Maresh Maya Ve'ara, heaven and earth. Um, a lot of uh, Pirushim don't like Shmaya Ve'ara because we never really find that form. We generally find it as Mare Shmaya. We see God of the heaven. We don't generally speak uh, in Aramaic, we don't say Mare Shmaya Ve'ara, the God of heaven and earth. In this context, we generally speak of Hashem as, as transcendent. But that's another discussion. The accepted Nusach is Shmaya Ve'ara. Okay. Probably because it was more clear they didn't want uh, any Amehara Haaretz to think that God was just the God of heaven. But, you know, even though the, in, in, in uh, proper scholastic literature we call it Mare Shmaya, over here they made an exception and they say Mare Shmaya Vara, so for the lay people we shouldn't get confused. The next stanza, or stick, really. Yehesh Lamar Abba Min Shemaya. May there be abundant peace from heaven. 
Hayim v'sabach v'shua v'nechama. Uh, life and sustenance and salvation and consolation is like a hatzala, like a refuge. Urfuah and healing, and geula would be uh, also redemption, I suppose, um, and forgiveness and atonement, and relief and salvation. So the Sfaradi version has. 12 expressions, extra expressions of bracha. Um, the earliest source I found for this personally was in the Abu Durham. There's also old Mahsarim from Rome and Corfu which have this. As far as I was able to find, I did not find a, a clear, understandable reason why we have these 12 uh, mentions, these 12 different brachot. Abu Durham says that they represent the 12 shvatim. And he doesn't explain further. He just says that these 12 correspond to the 12 Shatim, and he doesn't explain exactly what he meant by that. Okay. Um, also, the Sfaradim have a thing to go, I have no idea where that comes from. <laughs> I've searched. What? Uh, he has a reason? It's a Kabbalistic reason. It's a Kabbalistic reason. Okay, I did not come across it yet. Maybe I'll... don't remember all the details, so I don't want to say it. Okay. I'll hunt but it down. A, it's, it's about uh, Parnassah. It's a school for Parnassah? All right, you learn new things every day. Um, I did not come across that. I have to ask him where he found it. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so I have to, 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 to dog him. Um, to dog him. To, to, yeah, to, 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 to chase him. Okay, so finally, in the next stanza, I also once heard a pshat. Somebody told me, and I, I called him, and I asked him what the pshat was, and he told me he didn't remember. He told, he told it to me 10 years ago, and he doesn't remember it. He had, okay, Bezrat Hashem will have it. Um, okay, Oseh Shalom. Somebody told me Purim Torah, like, like a joke, like, Mordechai said to Esther, Maybe if you're going to be silent this time, Revafat Salah is going to come to the Jews at another time, right? In the, in the Megillah. That if you're silent now, perhaps Rebach V'Hatzalah is going to come to the Jews from a different place. So he's like, well, if you're silent, then Rebach V'Hatzalah is going to come from elsewhere. So we should yell. <laughs> we should yell Rebach V'Hatzalah. It's like Purim Torah, you know? All right. Shalom bim Romav. He who makes peace in his heights. This is a pasuk in Iov. Uh, this, the half of it is a pasuk in Iov. Shalom bim Romav. He in his in his mercy should make peace among us. So what is this idea? There's an idea that um, shalom doesn't necessarily mean peace. In Lashon HaKadosh, shalom means harmony. When there's a balance in the universe that opposites can coexist, and Hashem allows for opposites to coexist, or for elements to have independent existence. For example, um, two, we know in our laws of physics, two objects of matter can't occupy the same space. Right? They all have in independent existences. So these, um, these facts of nature are things that Hashem enables. They, he, he enables independent things to exist. He, he enables opposites to exist. And He allows them to operate in harmony. This is also not just true in the physical realm, but also in the spiritual, spiritual realm. There's malachim of din, malachim of rachamim. There's fire, water, shamayim is esh and mayim. All sorts of things in the heavens which are complete opposites. And Hashem allows them to exist in harmony. Now, the power of Shalom is that the Midrash says in Ve'ikra Rabbah and Perek Tet, it says that Shalom is great because all of the brachot that Hashem gives to our world are accepted and sealed in Shalom. And it brings three rayot. First of all, 
uh, Sim Shalom, right? We end Sim Shalom uh, with uh, the Shmon Esrei with Sim Shalom. We end Birkat Kohanim with Vyasem uh, 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 Remind me. We end with Shalom. I believe it brings also Kaddish, but we end Amen. Whenever we're bringing, or maybe it was Birkat Razon, I don't remember. When we end. Um, yeah, whenever Hashem's giving. Okay. Well, I'm saying the actual Birkat Kohanim ends with the word Shalom. Whenever Hashem's bringing Bracha down to the world, He seals it with shalom, so to speak. In other words, that Hashem doesn't just give us bracha, He also allows for the bracha to get into our world and not imbalance our world. For example, He's not just going to uh, send down an amount of uh, blessing which is going to be too fast, too furious for anyone to, to accept it. So, therefore, uh, there's an entire parak talking about the greatness of shalom over there in Vayikra. Um, it's a completely, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a humongous topic, Shalom, and, and its significance in, uh, in, uh, in the Torah, especially because we know Shalom is the Shem Hashem. Um, and the Maral talks about this, if uh, any of the listeners are interested, in, um, I believe it's in Netzach, no, it's in Netivot uh, Olam, Netiv HaShalom, in the Maral, in his uh, Sefer. Very, he has a, a couple chapters speaking about why Shalom is the Shem Hashem, why is it so powerful that we call it almost the name of God? You're not allowed to say Shalom Aleichem in the bathroom because it's the name of God. Um, so he explains why Shalom is as an attribute, so to speak, of Hashem or an action of Hashem. Why is that more than just an, a, an action of God? Why is it almost the name of God? All right, so Ayin Sham is very deep. But um, that so far is the end of Kadish Drabanan inside. So before we go, I wanted to cap off with a couple of interesting halachot um, a couple of interesting halachot regarding Kaddish which most people I think don't know or need some touch ups uh, touch ups on and the the main halachot for anyone interested I uh, could learn in the Shulchan Aruch is in uh, Nunhei uh, Or Chaim Nunhei Nunvav as the Dine Kaddish, as well, if one is looking for Kaddish Atom, we're going to get to Kaddish Atom maybe after Shmona Asrei, much later. Um, that's in Shin Ayin Vav, in, uh, in Hilchot Avelut, in Yordea. But we're just going to do selectively some uh, other halachot. So, first of all, the poskim say they discourage saying too many Kaddishim because they believe that when something is Kaddish, it's holy, it's exclusive. And we have to make sure that we're not diminishing the respect that we have for Kaddish. And so, in general, they recommend having as few Kadeshim as possible. So this is a theme that you'll see along uh, the post scheme in the halacha is that if there's a suffix whether or not to say Kadesh, they prefer generally not to say it unless there's a strong grounds to say it. And also they don't want, for example, if, if a congregation is going to have a bunch of classes learning, they don't want every single class to make their own Kadesh. Let's do it together because we don't want to diminish the respect people have for Kadesh. There was something we did omit um, on purpose, though, there was, an, there was an old minhag, which you'll still find in some Ashkenazi Durim, that before Kaddish, they would say two pesukim. They would say, Yigdalna uh, and Yiskor, I, I don't remember the pesukim offhand, Yigdalna Hashem and Yiskor. Lubavitch do that? Beautiful. Um, I did not know that they still do it. Um, and those two pesukim, the Ramah says to do, the Fairish and the Ramah, 
However, it fell out of popularity for two reasons. Number one, the Ari. Number two, the Maril. The Ari did not like it. The Arizal. He believed that it was that saying these psukim before Kaddish weren't really part of the actual Kaddish. The psukim do have to do with Kaddish. They talk about Hashem's name being great in the future, but at the same time, he didn't believe that they were really a part of the tefillah. He thinks that they were put in by accident. He, he, was, he was doubtful that they were actually a part of the tefillah, and he preferred not to say them. Um, I believe... No, not the Mariel. I, I take, I'll take that back. Um, it, it does this minhag is old. I should I should. Uh, it's not just the Ramah who says it. It's also in, in all the way back in Rashi in the Pardes and Machsarvitri. They all say to say this. However, because that Rizal didn't like it, it fell out of favor in a lot of communities. Uh, the Megin Avram says that there were also pesukim in the middle. Like people used to say pesukim middle Kaddish. He he didn't like that. So even those people who say Yigdalna before Kaddish, they only say the pesukim before. Generally, um, there's some there is some. Uh, Resistance to saying any pesukim in the middle of Kaddish. They don't want people to make a hafsek in the middle of Kaddish. You definitely cannot make a hafsek in the first uh, paragraph of Kaddish. The first chazi Kaddish, you can't make any hafsekim. All right, now bowing during Kaddish. We have a Kabbalah, a tradition, going back to the Geonim from Rabbi Nachshon Gaon. He was the Gaon in Surah after Rabbi Amram Gaon died. And he says that there are four times that we bow, that we should bow during Kaddish. This is brought in the early Rishonim, the Dismasorah. The problem is that the girsaot of this teshuvah are completely all over the place. Some people have it this way, some people have it that way. Four, five, three, all different. Yeah, to bow during Kaddish. If you're, if you're reciting Kaddish, not if you're the, not if you're the responder. So the Shulchan Aruch, I believe, says paskins according to the nusach of the kolbo, which is that you bow by Yitkadav Yitkadash. Once you bow by Amen Yishmir Abba, you bow by Yitbarach, and you bow by Brichu, if I remember correctly. Those are the four times. The fifth one, I think, is the Rishut by... There might be a fifth one. Uh, I don't remember offhand. It's in, this, it's in the Shulchan Aruch. There's a fifth, which is Rishut. No, um, there, I don't think he has it by Bechayichon. Um, perhaps that was in the Torah. There's, there's literally like ten different ways to do it, so I didn't memorize them. But um, that's the, the Halacha. Now, the reason I didn't spend a lot of time on this is because the Moroccans, and we're in a Moroccan shul, have the minhag not to bow. Um, because the, especially because the Shulchan Aruch says it's a minhag, and they understood from this that, um, that it's not a chiyuv. Furthermore, the Gra, um, the Gaon Mevilna, holds that it's better not to bow. He, 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 has, he has the shoulders to... to um, to, to argue on this Misurah, on this Kabbalah. He believes that it's, we have a rule not to add more Kriyot than the four, four more bowings than the four bowings that we do during Shemona Esrei. Um, that's a rule. And he says that we shouldn't add more bowings in Tefillah than that. And therefore, he's, he, he discourages the bowing altogether. Perhaps he was Misupak, exactly what the right Girsah was. Um, interestingly, Rav Nachshon Gaon says that it's based on a Pasuk in Malachi. So I printed out the Pasuk for you. Um, from the su- from the uh, sunrise until it's coming until it's sunset. Gadol Shemi Bagoyim, great is the name in the nations. And in all places they bring uh, uh, sacrifices and incense to my name. And they bring also minchas because my name is great. Bagoyim and among the nations, Amar Hashem 
So this pasuk is basically Hashem uh, chastising B'nai Israel that all the nations call me the God of gods, they all respect me and you don't respect me. That's the simple understanding of the pasuk. However, the Targum has a deeper understanding of the pasuk, the Targum Yonatan. And he says like this, I'm going to read it in Aramaic and hopefully we'll all understand. From sunrise to sunset, My name is great among the nations. And at all times that you, B'nai Israel, do my will, I shall accept your prayers, and my great name will be made holy in your, uh, through your hands. And your prayers will be like a pure korban in front of me. Because my name is great among the nations, says Hashem. In other words, that that in all place in all places muktar means that this is a gemara as well i believe it's at the end of uh, sotar or, uh, i don't remember we, we spoke about it previously that uh, in all places that tamidachamim are learning my torah it says and they do my will i will accept their tfilas because shmi raba my great name was mitkadash aydechon as similar language to Kaddish, my great name became holy through your actions. So because it says five times in the Pasuk, shame, it says, Shemi uh, Bagoyim, Muktar Mugash Shmi, sorry, four times, Kigadol Shemi Bagoyim, that's the third, and then Hashem Tzvakot, that's the fourth. So, and maybe Tzvakot is the fifth, it's the fifth, a fifth of Rashut. Because it says four and a half times the name of Hashem in this Pasuk, therefore, we bow four, uh, four times. That's the the Mesorav of Nachshon Gaon. What the deeper meaning is of that, I'm not sure. Obviously, it's a Targum, targum Yonatan. Of all the Pesukim in Tanakh, this one is the Mokar. It's a very interesting thing. But um, that's the Mesorav. Okay, so Moroccans don't bow. Many Ashkenazim don't bow today, but you will still see people who are Tamidah Chachamim, who know what they're doing, will bow during Kaddish according to the Shulchan Aruch. Now, here's a fun one. Women. Can women say Kaddish? Now, surprisingly, in Halakha, there is no um, there is no halachic basis to exclude women from being eligible to say Kaddish. Women are eligible to say Kaddish. Insofar as a woman has 10 men to answer a man for her, technically speaking, a woman can say Kaddish. However, the earliest teshuvot about this are from the Chavot Yair, about 300 years ago. He was asked... We'll study this more when we get to Kaddish Yatom. But he was asked regarding a girl whose father died, and he had no sons, and he commanded in his will that his daughter should say Kaddish for him. Chavot said she should say Kaddish for him. She should get a minyan and she should say Kaddish for him. However, he said we should discourage this because um, it's not always so... It's not in every community is it going to be so... Uh, so uh, is it going to be so appropriate? It's not going to be so appropriate in every community. Some communities are not going to do it maturely, and therefore he he discouraged the practice. Um, Rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein has a tshuva in Chelak Orachaim Chelak Five Chelak Hey Yeah Chelak Hey Yud Beis. He says that he says that in the olden days it was very normal in Europe for a woman who was in Avela to come to shul and say Hey. I'm an Avel, uh, can, can I say Kaddish? So it happened to have been, according to Moshe Feinstein, it was normal in Europe for a woman to go and say Kaddish. Um, again, in an appropriate manner. 
Chacham uh, Ovadia says it's better to do it if she's in a, even if she's a Katana, she could do it, but it's better if she does it with, uh, in like the Shiva house. You know, do it among family, uh, have 10 men from the family, do it, and there's no, uh, no Hakpada today. Uh, most yeshivish circles do not have women saying it, they don't consider it that appropriate, but it's definitely something that they are allowed technically to do. Uh, interestingly, just anecdotally, um, do you know there's a Supreme uh, Justice on the, on the Supreme Court today? Her name's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. So she's Jewish. She grew up in, in uh, Flatbush here. She grew up here in Flatbush. She went to the same high school that Bernie Sanders went to. And she was like, her family was part uh, Madison, I think. So she um, went, she went to the, uh, you know, the, the conservative sh- uh, synagogue on, on Ocean Avenue right next to my house? On Ocean Avenue on like L. There's a big conservative synagogue, so it's very old. It's like 100 years old. So she was, she, her family was part of that synagogue on East, East Midwood Jewish Center. So her mother died when she was about 17, like two days before her graduation, and it had a big impact on her. On, on her. And she was furious because they couldn't find a minyan to say Kaddish, or a man to say Kaddish for her mother, and she was very upset because... Uh, you know, she's a woman. She should be able to say Kaddish for her mother. She became very, you know, feminist and went a, a little bit off the tarech, to say the least. She really, uh, she became very feminist and a little bit anti-Jewish after that. And then she came back. She believed, she, you know, she believes strongly today in Judaism, but that kind of turned her off that she felt that she was told that she couldn't say Kaddish for her mother. Ironically, she could have. Had she, had, had she been able to find 10 men, she could have definitely said Kaddish for her mother. Um, but Hashem runs the world. I just find that to be uh, kind of funny. Um, one more thing I should mention, this just before I speak about the next part. Uh, then I, okay, let me... Let, let, yeah, you know what? I said it. I'll say it. Um, I said that it's odd that... I mentioned before that it's odd that we should need to say Torah Shabal Peh in order to say Kaddish Rabbanan if we know that Kaddish itself is based on Pesukim. Right? If Kaddish itself, we say it after Pesukim, then uh, why do we need Kaddish Rabbanan? So I found the Ben Ishchai, and I couldn't find this elsewhere. Um, I don't know why I couldn't find this elsewhere. The Ben Ishchai says the Minhag is, and I don't know where this Minhag comes from, that when you're finished saying Tehillim or Pesukim, you could say Kaddish Yehei Shlama. But when we're done saying, when we're done learning Torah Shabal Peh, you could say Al Rabbanan. I did not find a source for this earlier than that. I guess he understood it from Tefillah. That whenever we're, because in tefillah when we're done saying psukim we say kaddish yeshlama. Therefore, he understood that whenever we say Torah shabbatav and we want to say kaddish, we should say kaddish yeshlama. And when we say kaddish drabanan, it's for kaddish of Torah shabal peh. That was my understanding of it. And otherwise, I could. What time? You all have to daven. Yeah, I do. I'm going. You're. I'm leaving. You're leaving. Okay. Okay, so that's so much for that distinction between Kaddish for Agadita and Kaddish for um, for uh, for Torah Shebichtav. All right, one last thing about standing. So you know that the Ashkenazim have the minhag to stand. Sfaradim do not have the minhag to stand. So this the minhag to stand comes from Rama. Uh, well, earlier than from the Rama, earlier than the Rama, really, but it comes from. To stand for Kaddish. Yeah, the, the, the answer, to respond there. Yeah. So Ashkenazim, yeah. they always yeah. stand for Kaddish, yeah. 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 
Right. We yeah. sit because exactly. Oh, Ashkenazim. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's why I Right. brings us from the Pirush of the Mordechai on the on the Gemara Brachot that there's a Yushalmi. Um, the Yushalmi brings the story in Shoftim where the the Shofet Ehud Ben Gera, he came to the king of Moab whose name was Eglon and he told him that uh, I should have printed it out. Um, he says. Uh, I believe. He says, like, basically, I have the word of God for you. Um, and Eglon stood up. When he said, I have a message from Hashem, Eglon, the king of Moab, stood up. And so from there, the Yushami learns that it's proper to stand when you, uh, when you hear the name of Hashem. So this evolved into the Mordechai saying that we should stand every time we say Kaddish. And many, and the Ramah Paskins like that, he says that, you know, we should we should stand for Kaddish. And the Magin Ram says, Kavachomer, if a Goy stood up for Hashem's name, Kavachomer, we as Jews should stand if we if we hear Yitkadavit Kadashim Erabah, that we're gonna we're gonna praise Hashem's name, we should stand too. Now the Arizal didn't like this. He said the Yushami is a Taut Sofrim. This this Yushami has typographical errors. It says, I think, Kum ki akum kum ki I believe the Yushami uses a language which is not the Pasuk. If you look there, it's, re- it's really interesting because the Yushami uses a language which is not actually the Pasukim and Shoftim. So Narizal is not confident that this is actually a, uh, a, uh, a Gemara in the Yushami. He thinks it's a mistake. Furthermore, he holds that you can sit during Kaddish, and that was his Minhag. He would sit during Kaddish unless you're caught standing. If you were caught standing, uh, like you were middle standing, and they start Kaddish, you're not allowed to sit down because that's disrespectful. Until you're done, Amen we don't sit down. That's the Svaradi Minhag. And that is so much for Kaddish Dirabanan. Um, We're going to hopefully next week continue with Amen, I believe. If we, if we can pull out a whole shir on Amen, we'll discuss what this response of Amen comes from, why it's powerful, why it's important. Um, maybe we'll look, yeah, maybe we'll look at more. And there are two, I, I'm a little saddened because there are, there's so much more to t- Kaddish that we could discuss. There's just two other rare Kaddishim, like uh, there's a Kaddish during Yom Kippur, which, is, which we say, right, the whole long one. There's an ancient Kaddish called Kaddish Yachid, which isn't said anymore, um, which origin is in Sidur of Amram, which we could study, but of course it's not given any weight in the post scheme, so it's only of historical uh, significance, so I didn't think it would be appropriate to add it since it's not part of the Sidur. But there's a lot of Torah on Kaddish, and Bezat Hashem, the next Kaddish we get up to, which is significant, um, I think the Kaddish of Titka Baal, after Shmon Asrei, will continue studying Kaddish, but for now, Baruch <laughs> Shusiyamnu, the primary text of Kaddish.